The Pendant Shakespeare presents Episode 5 of William Shakespeare's Double Falsehood. Rest, certain lady. Nothing shall betide you but fair and noble usage. Pardon me that hitherto a course of violence has snatched you from that seat of contemplation to which you gave your afterlife. Where am I? Not in the nunnery. (laughs) Never blush nor tremble. Your honor has as fair a guard as when within a cloister. Know then what is done, which, I presume, you understand not truly. Has this use to preserve the life of one, dying for love of you, my brother and your friend, under which color we desired to rest our hearse one night within your hallowed walls, where we surprised you. Are you that Lord Roderick, spoken of for virtue and fair life? And dare you lose these to be advocate for such a brother? Such a sinful brother? Such an unfaithful, treacherous, brutal brother? Hey. This is a fearful charge. If you would have me think you still bear respect for virtue's name, as you would wish your daughters, thus distressed, might find a guard, protect me from Enrique, and I am happy. Come, sir, make your answer, for as I have a soul, I am ashamed on it. Oh, Leonora, see? Thus self-condemned, I throw me at your feet and sue for mercy. If I have erred, impute it to my love. The tyrant god that bows us to his sway, rebellious to the laws of reasoning men, that will not have his votaries' actions scanned, but calls it justice when we most obey him, he but commanded what your eyes inspired, whose sacred beams darted into my soul, have purged the mansion from impure desires and kindled in my heart a vestal's flame. Rise, rise, my lord. This well-dissembled passion has gained you nothing but a deeper hate. Should I imagine he can truly love me that, like a villain, murders my desires? Or should I drink that wine and think it cordial when I see poison in it? Draw this way, lady. I am not perfect in your story yet, but see you've had some wrongs that want redress. Only, you must have patience to go with us to yon small lodge, which meets the sight from hence, where your distress shall find the due respect. Till when, your griefs shall govern me as much as nearness and affection to my brother. Call my attendants yours and use them freely, for as I am a gentleman, no power above your own shall come near your person. I follow straight. Your ear a moment. Score not, my tender youth. Ah, what ails this boy? Why dost thou single me? The due observance of your noble virtue vowed to this mourning virgin makes me bold to give it more employment. Art not thou the surly shepherd's boy that, when I called to know the way, ran crying by me? Yes, sir. And I thank heaven and you for helping me. How did I help thee, boy? I do but seem so, sir, and I am indeed a woman. One your brother once has loved. Heaven forgive him else, he lied extremely. 
<laughs> Weep not, good maid. Oh, this licentious brother! But how came you a wanderer on these mountains? That's three thousand. Please, you all discover. I will assure you, sir, these barren mountains hold many wonders of your brother's making, and wandered hapless Julio, worthy man beside him with wrongs. That once again. Sir, I said Julio. Sleep weighed down his eyelids, oppressed with watching just as you approached us. shall sound the depths of falsehood. If this be true, no more but guide me to him, I hope. A fair end will succeed all yet. If it be he, by your leave, gentle brother, I'll see him served first. Maid, you have overjoyed me. Thou shalt have right too. Make thy fair appeal to the good duke and doubt not but thy tears shall be repaid with interest from his justice. Uh. <laughs> Aye, then your grace had had a son more, he a daughter, and I an heir. But let it be as tis, I cannot mend it. One way or other I shall rub it over with rubbing to my grave, and there's an end on it. Our sorrows cannot help us. Indeed. Hang me, sir, if I shed one tear more. By Jove, I've wept so long I'm as blind as justice. When I come to see my hawks, which I held a toy next to my son, if they be but house high, I must stand aiming at them like a gunner. Why, she mourns like a man. Don Bernard, you are still like April, full of showers and dews. And yet, I blame you not, for I myself feel the self-same affections. Let them go. They're disobedient children. Aye, my lord. Yet they may turn again. Let them e'en have their swing. They're young and wanton. The next storm we shall have them gallop homeward, whining as pigs do in the wind. Would I had my daughter anyway? Wouldst thou have her with child, man? Tell me that. I care not, if an honest father got it. You might have had her so in this good time, had my son had her. Now you may go seek your fool to stop a gap with. You say that Roderick charged you here should wait him. He has o'erslipped the time at which his letters of speed request that I should also meet him. I fear some bad event is ushered in by this delay. How now? <clears throat> so please, Your Grace, Lord Roderick makes approach. Comes he alone? No, sir. Attended well. And in his train follows a hearse with all due rites of mourning. Heaven's end. Enrique, live! Tis my poor Julio! My lord, 
Oh, welcome, 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 good Roderick. Say, what news? Do you bring joy or grief, my lord? For me, come what can come, I'll live a month or two, if the gout please, curse my physician once more, and then, under this stone, lies seventy-one. Signora, you do express a manly patience. My noble father, something I have brought to ease your sorrows. My endeavours have not been altogether barren in my journey. It comes at need, boy, but I hoped it from thee. The company I bring will bear me witness. The busiest of my time has been employed on this good task. Don Bernard finds a daughter. Father! <laughs> oh, my girl, <laughs> thou bringst new life. And you, my royal father, behind that lady find a wandering son. My father, here, and Julio's mother. Oh, confusion. Low as earth to the duke, I bow me for your pardon. And you, Roderick, restore me. One comfort here that has been missing long. And, Enrique, I hope thy follies thou hast left abroad. I... I, you've all comforts, but I, you have ruined me, killed my poor boy, cheated and ruined him, and I have no comfort. Be patient, Signora. Time may guide my hand to work you comfort too. I thank your lordship. What grandsire time had been so kind to have done it. We might have joyed together like good fellows. But he's so full of business, good old man. Tis wonder he could do the good he has done. Child, be comforted. These tears distract me. Hear your good father, lady. Willingly. The voice of parents is the voice of gods. For to their children they are heaven lieutenants made parents. Not for common uses merely of procreation, beasts and birds would be as noble then as we are but to steer the wanton freight of youth through storms and dangers, which with full sails they bear upon and straighten the moral line of life they bend so often. For these are we made fathers, and for these may challenge duty on our children's part. Obedience is the sacrifice of angels whose form you carry. Hear the duke, good wench. I do most heedfully. My gracious lord, let me be so unmannered to request. He would not farther press me with persuasion to the instant hour, but have the gentle patience to bury this keen suit till I shake hands with my old sorrows. Why dost look at me? Alas, I cannot help thee. And but we prefer well to my murdered Julio. Blessing be with thy soul whene'er it leaves thee. For such sad rites must be performed, my lord, ere I can love again. Maids that have loved, if they be worth that noble testimony, where their love's here, my lord, here in their hearts, deep, deep within, not in their eyes or accents such may be slipped away, or with two tears washed out of all remembrance. Mine, no physic, but time or death can cure. You make your own conditions, and I seal them, thus on your virtuous hand. Well, wench, thy equal shall not be found in haste. I give thee that. Thou art a right one, every inch. 
Thy father was some choice fellow, some true gentleman. I give thy mother thanks for it. There's no harm done. Would I were young again, and had but thee, a good horse under me, and a good sword, and thus much for inheritance. What boy's that? Has offered twice or thrice to break upon us. I've noted him, and still he falls back fearful. A little boy, sir, like a shepherd? Yes. Tis your page, brother. One that was so late. My page? What page? Even so, he says your page, and more, and worse. You stole him from his friends. What? And on some slight occasion let him slip. Here on these mountains where he had been starved, had not my people found him as we traveled. This was not handsome, brother. You are merry. You'll find it sober truth. If so, tis ill. Tis fiction all, sir. Brother, you must please to look some other fool to put these tricks on. They are too obvious. Please, your grace, give leave to admit the boy. If he know me and say I stole him from his friends and cast him off, know me no more. Brother, pray do not wrong me. My lord. Here is the boy. If he deny this to you, then I have wronged you. Hear me. What's thy name, boy? Florio. Like your grace. A pretty child. Where wast thou born? On the other side of the mountains. What are thy friends? A father, sir, but poor. How camest thou hither? How to leave thy father? That noble gentleman pleased once to like me, and not to lie, so much to dote upon me that with his promises he won my youth and duty from my father, him I followed. How say you now, brother? I, my lord, how say you? As I have life and soul, tis all a trick, sir. I never saw the boy before. Oh, sir, call not your soul to witness in a wrong. And it is not noble in you to despise what you have made thus. If I lie, let justice turn all her rods upon me. Fie, Enrique, there is no trace of cunning in this boy. A good boy. Be not fearful. Speak thy mind, child. Nature sure meant thou shouldst have been a wench, and then had been no marvel he had bobbed thee. Why did he put thee from him? That to me is yet unknown, sir. For my faith he could not, I never did deceive him. For my service he had no just cause. What my youth was able, my will still put into act to please my master. I cannot steal. Therefore, that can be nothing to my undoing, no, nor lie. My breeding, though it be plain, is honest. Weep not, child. This lord has abused men, women, and children already. What farther plot he has, the devil knows. But, but... If thou canst bring a witness of thy wrong, else it would be injustice to believe thee. He having sworn against it... Thou shalt have, I bind it with my honour, satisfaction to thine own wishes. I desire no more. I have a witness, and a noble one for truth and honesty. Go, bring him hither. This lying boy will take him to his heels and leave me slandered. No, I'll be his voucher. Nay then, tis plain. This is confederacy. 
that he has been an agent in your service appears from this. Here is a letter, brother. The writing, yours. The matter, love. For so he says, he can explain it. Then belike, a young he-board. This forgery confounds me. Read it, Roderick. Our prudence should now teach us to forget what our indiscretion has committed. I have already made one step towards this wisdom. Hold, sir. My very words to Violante? Go on. My gracious father, give me pardon. I do confess I some such letter wrote, but how it reached this young dissembler's hands is what I cannot solve. For on my soul, and by the honors of my birth and house, the minion's face till now I never saw. Run not too far in debt on protestation. Why should you do a child this wrong? Your friendships past warrant not this abuse. If you provoke me thus, I shall forget what you are to me. This is a mere practice and villainy to draw me into scandal. No more. You are a boy. Here comes a witness shall prove you so. No more. Hello. Violante? Violante. What's here? No, sir. Whose practice breaks? By all my sins, the injured Violante. My lord, I come not now to wound your spirit. Your pure affection dead, which first betrayed me, my claim die with it. Only let me not shrink to the grave with infamy upon me. Protect my virtue, though it hurt your faith, and my last breath shall speak Enrique Noble. What a fierce conflict shame and wounded honor raise in my breast. But honor shall o'ercome. She looks as beauteous and as innocent as when I wronged her. Virtuous Violante, too good for me. Dare you still love a man so faithless as I am? I know you love me. Thus, thus, and thus I print my vowed repentance. Let all men read it here. My gracious father, forgive and make me rich with your consent. This is my wife. No other would I choose were she a queen. Here's a new change. And fair Leonora, from whose arms I forced my wronged friend Julio. Oh, forgive me. Take home your holy vows and let him have them that has deserved them. Oh, that he were here, that I might own the baseness of my wrong and purposed recompense. My Violante, you must again be widowed, for I vow a ceaseless pilgrimage ne'er to know joy till I can give it to the injured Julio. This almost melts me. My poor lost boy. I'll stop that voyage, brother. Gentle lady, what think you of this honest man? Alas, my thoughts, my lord, were all employed within. He has a face makes me remember something I've thought well of. How he looks upon me. Poor man, he weeps. Huh. Stay, it cannot be. He has his eye, his features, shape, and gesture. What... He would speak. Leonora. Yes, tis he. Oh, ecstasy of joy. Now, what's the matter? Let him alone. We're almost starved for kisses. Stand forty foot off. No man trouble him. Much good mate do your hearts. What is he, Lord? What is he? A certain son of yours. The devil he is. If he be the devil, that devil must call you mother. By your leave a little, ho. Are you my Julio? My duty tells me so. 
Nay, do it again. I will not hinder a kiss. But love engrossed me all. O Leonora, do I once more hold thee. The righteous powers at length have crowned our loves. Think, Julio, from the storm that's now o'erblown. Though sour affliction combat hope a while, when lovers swear true faith, the listening angels stand on the golden battlements of heaven and waft their vows to the eternal throne. Such were our vows, and so are they repaid. In as you are, we'll join your hands together. A providence above our power rules all. Ask him forgiveness, boy. He has it, sir. Brave, generous Julio, I knew thy nobleness of old and prized it till passion made me blind. Once more, my friend, share in a heart that ne'er shall wrong thee more. And brother... This embrace cuts off excuses. I must in part repair my son's offence. At your best ledger, Julio, know our court. And Violante, for I know you now, I have a debt to pay. Your good old father once, when I chased the boar, preserved my life, and for that good deed and for your virtue's sake, though your descent below, call me your father. A match drawn out of honesty and goodness is pedigree enough. Are you all pleased? All. All, sir. All. All, sir. <sighs> all. All. And I, not least, will now return to court. There the solemnity and grace I'll do, your several nuptials shall approve my joy, and make grieved lovers that your story read, wish true love's wanderings may like yours succeed. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Episode 5 of Double Falsehood by William Shakespeare, featuring the voice talents of Adam Blanford as Roderick, Bridget Gusowitz as Leonora, Jeff Robinson as Enrique, Abigail Eliza as Violante, Sarah Palmero as Don Bernardo, Julia Eve as Camila, Gareth Boley as Duke Angelo, Josh Kibbe as The Attendant, and Chase Greenlee as Julio. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul, directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. I'll end a loose by Silverman Sound at silvermansound.com. All other music by Josh Molin at thetoonpeddler.com. Produced by Pendant Productions, this production is copyright 2022, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.